listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Welcome back again to the next episode of Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. In this episode, we'll be talking about the further topics from motivation and emotion which is part 4th class 11th chapter number 9 as per the books the key ideas that i'll be discussing about are cultural basis of emotions expression of emotions cultural and emotional expression culture and emotional labeling managing negative emotions management of examination anxiety managing your anger enhancing positive emotions and emotional intelligence now all these are very small topics so i'll be quickly taking you through them so let's begin with cultural basis of emotions till now in the previous episode we have talked about the cognitive physiological basis of emotions but in this section we'll be understanding how culture affects the emotions there are a number of researches that prove that emotions there are certain basic emotions that are inborn we do not really need to learn them especially the facial expressions and the emotions present there they have the biological ties strong ones For example even if there is a child who is visually impaired right from the birth he has never observed how people smile or he has never seen how others expressions change when they smile still these children know how to smile or frown in the same way just like all the other children would do however in certain different cultures when we are trying to understand emotions from the perspective of learning then we can figure out that there are two ways in which it happens first the cultural learning influences the expression of emotions more than what is experienced that influences the same for example some cultures encourage free emotional expressions while in other cultures through modeling and reinforcement it is taught not to reveal much of their emotions in public second learning has a great deal to do with the stimuli that produce emotional reactions fear or phobia of elevators mobile automobiles and other like fears through modeling classical conditioning or avoidance conditioning all these show that fear is also a learnt reaction learnt emotional reaction let's understand the expression of emotions now emotions are internal in nature they are an internal experience so others cannot directly observe them people can only infer from what i say or what i show 
as to what i am feeling either i i need to be verbal or i need to be having some non verbal expressions so these verbal and non verbal expressions they act as a channel of communication and it also helps the other person to express his or her own emotions as well as it also helps us in understanding the feelings of other people looking at the face of the other people we can understand whether they are having fear or anger or happy or they are sad and it comes very naturally all of us are aware of that the next topic is culture and emotional expression so what forms the communication is the verbal channel mostly the vocal speech whatever we are the words that we are speaking along with the pitch and the tone or the loudness of the voice so the remaining two after the verbal thing that i said the pitch and the loudness these characteristics of the speech are called para language there are other non verbal channels to communication like your facial expression gesture posture movement of the body and proximal distance the distance between two people or face to face interaction when it is happening how far the people are facial expression is the most common channel of emotional communication now if i am showing anything onto my face you'll be clearly able to comprehend as to what i'm trying to convey to you i can convey happy moment or unhappy one pleasantness or unpleasantness to you directly in order to read a person in order to understand a person you need to see the face of that particular person so mostly when you know you have to read about the emotions you have to look into the face or the eyes of the other person there are certain researches very specially the darwin's view of facial expression that says that all the basic emotions like joy fear anger disgust sadness and surprise all of them are inborn and are universal common to all the cultures further to this your bodily movements facilitate communication of emotion when a person is angry then the movements will be different as compared to a person who is shy when a person is guilty the movement will be entirely different as compared to a person who is happy the best way of studying communication is theater art and drama you can actually understand how the body movements play a role in communicating the emotions gestures the proximity the proximal distance that we call or the behaviors everything are significant in understanding the emotions the indian classical dances like bharatanatyam odissi kuchipudi kathak and others in these dances expressions of emotions are very evident we understand them through the movement of eyes legs fingers the training of the dancers rigorously train them into the grammar of body movement and non verbal communication how they can express joy sorrow love anger and other forms of emotional states culture also influences the emotions so most of the researches that have been uh, carried by a number of psychologists they prove that facial expression of emotion is crucial to different cultures so it is very specific to different cultures face gives the easy observation and is the link between subjective emotion as well as how we are expressing it in our overt behavior or the overt expression of the emotion still let's emphasize that emotions are not just conveyed by the face only 
we can also understand emotion through the non-verbal cues gazing behavior gestures the paralanguage and as well as proximal behaviors in china hand clap is an expression of worry or disappointment while in india when you start clapping people feel or presume that you are in a joyful state in china anger is expressed by laughter while it is opposite in our culture india silence is also been found to convey different meanings for different cultures like in india if people are silent then deep emotions are being experienced that's the meaning this may also convey embarrassment during communication in western countries there are cultural differences also in gazing the gaze behavior the latin americans and the southern europeans direct their gaze to the eyes of the interactant the person with which with whom they are interacting they would directly look into the eyes or gaze into the eyes while in asian especially in india pakistan you prefer the peripheral gaze you will not look directly into the eyes of the person talking to you the physical distance or the proximity or the space this also varies as per the cultures it also suggests different emotions while exchanging the emotional part of your communication the americans for example they do not prefer interaction which is too close while the oriental indians they consider a close space comfortable for an interaction touching behavior in physical proximity is considered reflective of emotional warmth arabs experience alienation during an interaction with the north americans who prefer to be interacted from inside the olfactory or the two close zones so if there are north americans they would prefer a close zone nearer zone while the arabs they will not like it now let's understand the culture and emotional labeling the tahitian language includes 46 labels for the english word anger the north americans subjects produce 40 different responses for facial expression of anger and 81 different responses for facial expression of contempt so it is not just one single expression there are number of responses the japanese however they produced varied emotional labels for facial expression of happiness there were 10 labels for anger there were 8 labels for disgust there were 6 labels the ancient chinese literature cites seven emotions namely joy anger sadness fear love dislike and liking while the ancient indian literature identifies eight such emotions namely love mirth energy wonder anger grief disgust and fear in western literature certain emotions like happiness sadness fear anger and disgust are uniformly treated as basic to human beings surprise contempt shame and guilt are not accepted as basic to all in conclusion we can say that there are certain basic emotions that are universal in nature they are expressed in similar fashion while there are certain other emotions that vary from culture to culture the culture hence plays a significant role in the processes of emotions
I often get the clients who talk about managing negative emotions. Now let me tell you there is nothing negative and nothing positive because it is all about our own perception. Anything, you know, the energy, everything is energy. Energy moves in cycles per second. If the energy or the cycles per seconds are quicker than the layman, the normal population labels it as negative in nature. If it is a healthier emotion or a lighter emotion, then the cycles per second are less. So they are smooth in nature, they are light. So negative emotions are heavy, heavy in nature while the lighter emotions, the laymen call them positive emotions. But for the purpose of clarity and the wordings part of it as per the books, we generally call the heavier emotions as negative emotions. Each emotion, let me tell you, is important to be experienced. Had there been no fear, you would openly go out and stand in front of a moving vehicle not understanding how the vehicle would hit you. It is fear that keeps you safe. But we judge fear also by calling it as negative. Yet again, since it is the topic in your book, so I would have to cover the same. So the topic goes as managing negative emotions. Whenever we are faced in a conflicting situations, we try to adjust and reach to a coping mechanism. We call them as defense-oriented reactions. These coping patterns, they help us from preventing abnormal emotional reactions such as anxiety, depression, etc. Anxiety is something which is a future-oriented emotion. It is developed in the case of failure to adopt to an appropriate ego defense. The state of depression, on the other hand, affects an individual's ability to think rationally, feel realistically and work effectively. The condition overwhelms the mood state of the individual. They have difficulty in falling asleep. There are less of psychomotor responses, more of agitation or retardation and also a decreased ability to think, concentrate and also loss of personal as well as social activities. So in our daily day-to-day life, we face a lot of conflicting situations. And because of this conflicting situations, we can experience negative emotions like fear, anxiety, disgust and so on. How do we deal with them? Enhance your self-awareness. Be aware of whatever you are feeling, what is going on inside of you. If you are feeling something, then there has to be the how and the why of your feelings. Get aware of them. Second is, appraise the situation objectively. You know, many a times you conclude and you assume and you presume. Please be objective enough. Your evaluation can just be your personalized view of whatever is happening around you. So instead of having your own subjective view, try to be objective enough. Look towards the event, evaluate it. If you do not experience the event as disturbing, then there is no stress. Hence, it is you who decides whether you feel sad or anxious or happy and relaxed. Do some self-monitoring. Self-monitoring like your past accomplishments, emotional and physical states, real and vicarious learning, what all you learned till date, your achievements. So it says, it it goes like, you know, you need to count your blessings instead of counting what you do not have. Have a positive appraisal about your own self. Have faith in your caliber and capacities. This will keep you happy, wealthy and wellness and contented. Engage in self-modeling. Be your own ideal. Observe what is best in you and enhance the same. Inspire and motivate yourself and others. 
perceptual reorganization and cognitive restructuring the coin always has two sides if you know the head also get to know the tail restructure your thoughts enhance positivity in life reassure and eliminate negative thoughts reassure your feelings healthy feelings think if there is a particular situation what is the evidence to it is it just your thought or is it the reality if it is the reality what can also be an alternative reality to it what should you focus now on just restructure your thoughts be creative enough have an interest or a hobby the interest amuses you and you are involved into it sing or dance or paint or simply do gardening this will give you boost up your morale develop and nurture good relationships have happy cheerful friends around you instead of having the low zone people who are always telling you this is not there in their life or that is not there have empathy for others try to understand the others other people others perspective too make your relationships meaningful and valuable seek as well as provide mutual support be there for others and others will be there for you too make sure if there is someone who is into negative zone you divert them into positive zone and you do it so subtly that they don't even realize how the conversation turned into positivity so cut the crap show look towards the positivity of life participate in community service it is often said that when you are helpless you need to help others around by doing this you become empowered enough and you become happy and healthy enough you will gain important insights about your own difficulties as well how do you manage your anger there are certain key points in anger management your anger management you know with me anger management is itself like an entire day program but i have just to cover few points so let's understand what all we can cover the key points as per your ncert books it says that you have the power of your thoughts and you have to recognize them realize only you can change it or you can control your own thoughts remember you don't really have to control anything just manage it all so anger is something that needs to be expressed to the right person for the right reason in the right manner for the right cause in the right time when all things feel fall right that is the moment when you have to talk it out to the other person the other person is shouting you don't have to shout back at him or her just gently listen to the other person and once the person's anger is over now is your turn explain what your point of view was and how you were thinking behind whatever you did maybe that is the moment when the other person would realize his mistake of shout shouting at you and then he would he may also say sorry to you if the other person realizes or understands his mistake fine good for you if not please do not carry the burden on to your own shoulders it is as if your own burdens are not enough that you carry so many other things on to your shoulders don't club it on just let it go when you are angry please balance yourself there is only 5 minutes that you have to balance in 5 minutes the anger shoots up and then you reaches to the peak after the peak the shouting happens you go down to the donkey state where you understand you shouted for nothing right so just manage those 5 minutes you can exercise or you can have a self talk that burns it all do not magnify your negative feelings start counting from 100 99 98 and so on have a picture of your favorite cartoon character in front of your eyes or if somebody is shouting imagine as if the other person is a donald duck whose language you are not able to understand play a music into your own mind when you are having anger thoughts look into the intentions and ulterior motives of others do not 
judge them for their motives resist your irrational beliefs about people and other situations or events figure out constructive ways of expressing your anger have control have management on the degree and duration of anger look inward not outward for controlling or managing your anger give yourself some time to change and definitely each habit that needs to be changed at least for 21 days it needs to be practiced for 90 days it's a new dna coding for 40 days it's a habit it takes time how do you enhance your positive emotions positive emotions are like hope joy optimism contentment and gratitude energize them enhance your sense of self well being emotional well being harness the positive emotions because these are the emotions that give you greater ability to cope up with your adverse circumstances and you can quickly return to the normal state how do you enhance them are positive traits finding positive meaning in dire circumstances figure out if certain situation is happening to you why is it happening to you what is it actually teaching you you can also have personality traits like optimism hopefulness happiness and a positive self regard have quality connections with others support them have close relationships get engaged it's not like somebody is asking you how are you and you just say i'm good no if you're not good talk it out verbalize talk to the other person you know everyone if you would ask them how are you they would just say one thing they are fine but no they are not you need to look deeper and you need to talk deeper maintain those connections get engaged in work and gain mastery over them get involved in cooking or gardening creativity gives you happier emotions have faith faith that embodies social support purpose of life hope that leads to the purpose of whatever you need to do on earth have positive interpretations of daily events what happened to you what did you do how did it go did you interact well or were there any moments when you wanted to interact and you kept quiet what happened to your body when you experienced the negative emotions and how can you convert them into the positive emotions all these introspections also may lead to a happy and healthy life now let's look into managing your examination anxiety step 1 is you need to prepare well there is no shortcut to success only and only when you re- you have a good preparation your anxiety disappears in examination anxiety is the anxiety that often comes up before any examination where you feel that you are not performing well your stomach may ache there can be cramps there can be loosies the motivation of studying you know all that can go haywire physiological changes can also happen so just prepare well well in advance before the examination you must revise the topics thrice also have your quick notes ready quick notes are just headings subheadings and the page numbers if required so that you can you know always refer back to the page numbers wherever you miss out on anything while your revision have rehearsals visualize in your own mind how you are entering your examination hall how your friends are studying outside the examination halls and you are preparing well you are already prepared well so you are maintaining yourself calm cool and composed how you are entering the examination hall and when your teacher hands over the paper to you how you are making sure that you would be reading the each question twice each question t- twice that you hear or read 
that would give you exactly what needs to be written under which question and then start writing as you see your writing flowing onto the paper you will see a beautiful handwriting coming up finish your paper 5 10 minutes before the examination highlight the important points revise it twice move out of the examination hall and visualize yourself tallying your answers with your friends and as you're tallying your answers with your friends visualize in advance that all your answers are correct already that's visualization next is inoculation inoculate yourself against stress have rehearsals role playing preparing physically and mentally about facing the examination situation better and better each time do this visualization exercise at least for 21 days i'm sure you would know exactly which trigger to be used when if you're picking up your question paper you will know exactly that you have to read your questions twice when the pen is there in your hand your subconscious mind will help you in writing the answers fluently beautiful work we do in hypnotherapy with just the suggestivity just like this or even more if you need a script you can write to me in my facebook group and i'll record voice record the script and send it across to you for examination anxiety listen to the script for another 21 days before sleeping believe me you the wonders would happen because subconscious mind is 6000 times more powerful next is positive thinking have faith prepare well and then surrender whatever has to come it would come but do not just have faith and do nothing at least prepare well take measures and then surrender think positive think healthy seek support wherever you need help you know ask your friends parents teachers seniors get in touch with them google it out if you don't know anything seek support and then also practice relaxation techniques you can look for you know muscle relaxation do not go for deeper um, hypnosis work but then yes progressive relaxation and all can be learned from youtube channels don't do it often have it once or twice a day the more of relaxation you can get into more of subconscious task and you can land up into any memory which should not be opened ideally but just learn how to relax your own muscles exercise do yoga channelize your energy do the staircase up and down 20 times a day it would channelize your energy in all these steps you can actually manage your examination anxiety now let's see what is emotional intelligence expressions of emotions depend on regulation of emotion for self and others this is very clear from the entire chapter by emotional intelligence what we understand is the ability to monitor one's own and others emotions to discriminate among them and to use that information to guide one's thinking and actions this is the definition of emotional in- intelligence given by mayor and salovey in 1999 the concept of emotional intelligence it includes interpersonal and intrapersonal communication or relationship skills how do you maintain them self awareness is an important element to it important factor to it that makes you understand how exactly are you feeling are you feeling negative emotions or there are certain other impulses that are under control or not in control the second element or the factor that is important in emotional intelligence is self motivation how motivated are you to reach to your targets or to take your initiative 
the interpersonal element of emotional intelligence includes two components they are self social awareness and social competence the social awareness element talks about the awareness and tendency to appreciate others feelings how much are you able to judge or feel or understand what the other person is feeling the second is social competence your social skills to adjust with others team building conflict management skills of communicating how well are you communicating with them now all these four factors form the basis of emotional intelligence how well can you understand others and how well can you understand yourself only and only when you understand yourself can you understand others to understand self we talked about two things two factors self awareness and self motivation to understand others there are two other factors these are social awareness and social competence emotional intelligence itself is a huge topic and maybe later on if you feel like joining one of my workshops you can write to me and i'll align an emotional intelligence workshop to talk more about it so with this we finish our chapter motivation and emotion and also this episode let's have a very quick recap at what all we studied under this episode we did nine topics under this episode we started with cultural basis of emotions in that we understood that there are emotions that are basic to most of the cultures that are universal in nature especially the facial expressions they are common to most of the cultures while there are certain specific emotions that are specific to different cultures countries like china north america india the asian cultures all these have certain different notions about silence and clapping and other stuff that we understood earlier that is about the expression of emotion culture and emotional experiences you know there are basic emotions as darwin also states that joy fear anger disgust sadness and surprise they are inborn and they are universal in nature so they would have same facial expressions while the para language and proximal behaviors they will be different in some other cultures how do we manage the negative emotions prior to this we studied the emotional labeling and the culture part and we understood that there are so many labels for simple basic emotions like 46 labels are there for anger in tahitian language 40 labels for north american subjects for facial expression of anger 81 different responses for contempt the japanese have 10 responses or 10 labels for happiness eight labels for anger and six labels for disgust similarly ancient chinese literature cites seven emotions joy anger sadness fear love dislike and liking indian literature has different other emotions eight basic emotions so all this we studied under um, cultural basis of emotions we then talked about managing negative emotions negative emotions like anxiety depression disgust we can manage them all by having enhanced self awareness appraising the situation objectively doing self monitoring engaging in self modeling perceptual reorganization and cognitive restructuring being creative developing and nurturing good relationships having empathy and participating in community service by all this we can manage our own negative emotions how do we manage anger the tips were given like recognize the power of your thoughts understand only you can manage your anger have self talk that burns do not magnify your own negative feelings do not ascribe intentions and ulterior motives to others no overthinking it suggest resist having irrational beliefs about people and events try to find out constructive ways of expressing the anger instead of controlling it manage the degree of anger 
look inward not outward for controlling anger or managing it also to give yourself some time to change this was all about managing anger how do you enhance the positive emotions we can enhance the emotions by having positive personality traits like optimism hopefulness happiness positive self regard positive meaning in life quality connections being engaged in work and gaining mastery having faith supreme faith purpose of life and positive interpretations of the daily events that are happening around us i then talked about managing the examination anxiety in that i suggested to prepare well have a rehearsal inoculation visualization techniques have positive thinking seek support whenever required and also to avoid stressful situations you can do relaxation as well as exercises i then discussed emotional intelligence with you which has four factors self awareness self motivation social awareness and social competence all these four factors influence the way you understand your emotions also how you can understand the emotions of others beyond all this there is also a concept called post traumatic stress disorder the entire topic is covered in detail in chapter 4 of class 12 the first podcast topic that i covered you can go back to the podcast and listen to them so with this we finally finish today's episode thank you for listening to me and also for giving your feed forwards to me every now and then i still ask for the feed forwards i'll be waiting for your feed forwards in the facebook group the link for the group is given in the description of this episode you can also follow me on instagram for the upcoming workshops and courses that i keep conducting so i'll see you next week with another chapter probably from class 12th this time till then have a happy week and a happy weekend happy learning happy healing sayonara